Hey folks, welcome to a new segment we'll be doing on the water cooler. Um, at least once a month, we're going to try to sit down with each other and just take the stress of stats, losses, and the negativity, you know, out of, out of the sports and the podcast world and just bring you a story time, you know, just sit down, Garrett and myself, and just talk about stories we've ran into on our days of playing sports growing up and stuff like that. And we just kind of want to take the stress of statistics and all the negativity in the world and just sit down with each other and give y'all some stories and hopefully make y'all laugh because we've We've been through some ringers. Yeah, now. I've got to say, this is a segment I'm really looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, man. We have is... had some wild stuff happen yeah. to us and over I'm, the years. I'm, I'm glad we sat down and finally took the time to make our first episode on this one, man, because this is going to be a cool little thing that we get into. So, I've got to uh, say, like, right from the top, there are two stories <laughs> I forgot to tell on our intro video that I just, I talked about it before we sat down and said, I got to talk about this. Are you throwing and, names out? I'm not throwing names out. Oh, okay, out, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not okay, trying good. to get that crazy. But if you know me, you can probably inference who I'm talking about right now. Yeah. But back in the seventh grade days, you know, middle schooler on the basketball team, had a girl I was talking to at the time. You get a little cocky when you're a little young preteen boy, and you made some promises that you can't always keep. And actually, there are two stories somewhat similar with the same girl that I'll tell, but the one I was going to start with, I remember, I think I mentioned this on the first episode, bench warmer. Just like, she comes around and says, I was a bench warmer. I averaged a solid, like, maybe a minute and a half a game. Howie. But for some reason, I told this lovely woman, I said, you know, I'm going to score just for you tonight. Mm. What possessed me to say that? I have no idea. The power of... <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah. Well, I made that promise, and I was sitting there on the bench, just probably about late into the third quarter, and I'm like, well, this ain't looking too good. Uh, I'm going to have to eat those words. <laughs> and so somehow, I get subbed in before the fourth quarter, and... Long story short, I did not score those two points for, but I did get two blots, which I think kind of evens itself out. Yeah, it's interesting. Makes you more of a you can take care of her kind of guy. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know <laughs> any dude coming up shooting a shot that don't need to be shooting into my goal, I'm yeah, swatting away, and I'm gonna get the rebound and pass. But it. no, same girl. The only bet points I ever scored in Teasley basketball. Yep. I got a jump shot right from the elbow. I drained it. Turned around, she was on her phone. God, dude, I had tears rolling out of my eyes when I shot, saw you shot that. Just like so you know, when you made that shot, I was I was crying little tears. Just little I was violin. jumping up and down. Yeah. I was like, you see that video of Michael Jordan celebrating? Uh, yeah, Byron that, Scott. Yeah. Game no, six. over uh, Cleveland, where he's like, oh my up god, and down yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Mark Price right there at the free throw yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, that was me after a regular <laughs> season, just two pointer in the middle of the game. We're up by ten. Let's go. Down by fifteen. Yeah. Teasley basketball. What do you mean? I forgot. That the, I never did make those teams. I was getting in too much trouble at the time. Yeah. You know, eighth grade got ISS. Got in a little sus- suspension trouble. And hey, I've made my way around this yeah, world, though. And good, I'm doing better. Dropping names. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, I followed yeah. her on Instagram. Oh, last my week. goodness. Yeah. That's yeah. All to all my people who know what happened in eighth grade, like, she kind of fell off the rails a little bit. Good God. She good left the whole God. track. Yeah. I guess I won't even know what it is. I wouldn't even know how to explain something like that kind of situation. Now it's just scary. Yeah. It's just a scary situation. Well, the other story, not pertaining to my <laughs> basketball career, I hit one home run in my entire baseball career, and I didn't even know I hit it. It was fall ball, summer of shoot, first or second grade one. Oh, was, and I was playing football. I don't know. You, you, okay, so 
this thing. This was I was playing my first year of football. The first year, first year you hit your own run. Yeah. So that was two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Yeah. Sorry. You were. That'd have been seven. That's yeah. about first grade, something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. When people put numbers like ages to grades, I'm like, what? Like when you're like, I'm, I was yeah. seven. I should have been in first grade. I'm like, bro, I don't even remember how old I was in middle school. Like I mean, like what, thirteen, maybe twelve, thirteen in middle school. I don't. Fourteen. Yeah. I, that shit just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. How. <laughs> but so yeah, I walk up there. I hit a home run. Don't even realize it. I'm running full speed. I'm a high talent past first base, past second base. I finally, my dad was a third base coach. I get a third base. I said, Daddy, why is nobody chasing me? You he said, Son, you hit a home run. And there's this perfect picture of me oh, just like I mean, celebrating hands in the This air. will be our next picture. This will be our main uh, first picture whenever we post about story time on like social media and stuff. Yeah. That will be the cover photo for this episode <laughs> title. That's that's a beautiful picture. I love that so much. But let's let's get into uh, speaking of our baseball days and stuff like that. Oh, here comes that Daryl Dan. <laughs> and if you're familiar yeah. with Garrett Mayo or anything like that, you know he says just some stuff that you're like, bro, what? At, like the way he talks and the way he just says Especially things. Especially back then. Yeah. Like what grade? What grade was I in after pre-K? Tindadodden. <laughs> I was in Tindadodden and like. That stuff right there cracked me up, but no, we were old Olivine baseball field down there in Canton next to Great Scott and all that, man. We were playing against some team, and Garrett's a catcher. Honestly, you know what? We can put a name with this one because her brother follows the pod. So, shout out Madison Stoner. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mason and all them. Yeah, Mason and Madison. I forgot about that. That's exactly who that was. That's so funny. <laughs> so, she comes up to bat, right? Next thing you know, old Garrett's standing there in the catcher's position just... Hey, 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 here comes that Daryl Dan. Here comes that Daryl Dan. It's a girl. It's a Daryl. She's coming up to the plate right now. She's right here. It's a Daryl Dan. His mom would have to say something like, Garrett, Garrett, quit. Garrett, we get it. It's a girl. Garrett, quit. It's a Daryl. That's old Daryl right there. Daryl's coming back up. Dude, you would be sitting out in the middle of the infield at that age, and you hear Garrett's little goofy self say that, and you'd... You'd almost turn into red-faced in tears because you're just like, oh my goodness. Like, to hear the way Garrett talks and the way he says certain things, it's just like, to to know him now and to take it back to then, like, you can only imagine and, like, to, like depict how crazy that probably sounded. But it's so funny back in the day when you used to do that stuff. And when you'd run the bases... Gosh, he was the most square... Like Jake, Jake Forrester was... Square wheels. Square wheels, literally. Shout out Jake, but... No, he was square wheels from... I guess coach pitch to into baseball. Yeah, like, he's probably still square wheels. Yeah. I haven't seen him run since Garrett's about a, seven years. Garrett's but. like an octagon wheel or like an oval wheel. Like, run, Forrest, run. I'd have to scream that at him. Run, Forrest, run. He'd still just be jogging or just trying his hardest to get to where he's supposed to go. Yeah, okay. Like, let, me, let me backtrack a bit. When I said I was high-tailing it when I hit my home run, I was high-tailing it for me. Yeah. I was probably going about like a little, a little above mediocre. average. <laughs> just a little mediocre run on that one. Yeah, that those were the days. So just, here comes that Daryl Dan. And, God, dude, those... I'd, do, I'd pay so much money just to go back to one of those games and hear you scream something like that or to be able to call you, run, Forrest, Dude, run. We used to talk junk whenever uh, you I played second base and you played shortstop. We were on the Phillies with Josh and them. Like We'd say some mean stuff whenever people were bad. We'd be like, all right, scoot in. We got this one. Yeah, like, why not? you got to be that guy. And I hope there's if there's any younger kids listening to us or, like, our podcast, like, 
when you're out there on the field, go out there and be that guy. Like, yeah, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy, pal. Like, yeah, don't listen to him. No, like, you, you can be, yeah, guy. you can be that guy. You know, I mean, don't go out there have a bad attitude. The world owes me this. The game owes me that. No, but just go out there and be that guy, always, always. But dude, let's talk about somebody we've brought up before on our podcast, and we've told the folks this little Did story you? time. Any time, any kind of story we have, he's probably gonna be in it. <laughs> Shout out my boy Ryan D. Chambers, man. This is one of my favorite basketball stories of all time. I've got so many stories of Ryan and all this in basketball growing up in elementary school. And just the way he played the game was just unheard of. He was he was a good big man. <laughs> People big say man. LeBron James will never be seen again on a basketball court. Oh, yeah. Ryan Chambers will never be seen again on oh, a basketball yeah. court. I really think you'd probably have to pay him over 150 bucks for him to go play a pickup game of basketball tomorrow. <laughs> like, he'd be like, hey, bro, I got I got a couple hundred bucks. I need you. Like, come play. I feel like that's the only way he'd get on the court. But, uh... And a lot of people, I hope you're familiar with this gym if you're hearing this, but the old Tippins basketball gym. You remember that? Dude, we were playing a game there one day. Ryan gets the rebound. Everything's cool. Go down the possession, score, come back down the lane, and come back down again on defense. And somebody uh, rebounded it. Or I want to say Ethan Lance or Tate. They uh, rebounded it and passed it to me. And for some reason, Ryan had already took off down the court. Like he was cherry picking. He was ready. I have the ball over my head, and he's backpedaling at this point. He ain't running like straight ahead or not. He's backpedaling. And this kid. It could barely run forward sideways without stumbling or anything like that. So backwards, you know something bad's going to happen. Well, we're up by like 10 or 15 points. It's the end of the game almost. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be a little uh, kind of a dickhead right here. <laughs> Over the head as hard as I can almost. Just doof right at his chest. And I swear you, I've never thrown a more perfect pass that hit somebody right in the chest. And he just takes that ball and completely just flies back. Busts his butt, falls back, goes out of bounds, turnover, throws the ball on the ground, and it goes in the stands and, like, falls next to our grandmas and stuff like this, and they're just sitting there shaking their head, and Ryan's sitting there pounding on the ground. I'm so bad at basketball. Why do I do this? This and that, bro. And it's like, those used to be some of the funniest things I've ever witnessed. Like, And people who hear this can attest to testify. Like, or even Ryan himself, he'll be the first person to tell you, bro, he used to get so pissed off for no reason. Like, mad at the world. I mean, just, you could tell him, Ryan, you're about goofy, son. Oh, oh no, no, I'm not. If you no, ever not. want to make Ryan Chambers mad, one word. Charlie. Oh my that god. Was... There was like a three month span of just, what's up, Charlie? I will fight you right now if you don't shut up. Like, no, you're not going to do anything, Ryan. You're not. So, what's up, Charlie? No, but I, I feel like that kid grew into, like, he's a good person nowadays. Like, yeah. he's like, dude, I'm so surprised to see where he is now. Still like, goofy. No, still goofy as all get out, but like, just the maturity level he's got now. I got him a good job. Shout out Outback for. Let my boy no, work there. Let my boy work there for so long, and make him a manager though he deserves it. Um, if he doesn't already get fired for showing up three hours late today. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that's very true. I forgot he was three hours late to work. Had <laughs> a boy, stay hot. We're trying to talk good about you, but no, Ron D. He just he grew up. I don't even know what to say about that. It was just our our younger days with him were they were mesmerizing. He. Definitely made that fun growing up on Fake Conrad, I'll tell you that. And somebody else who did, one of our family members, Chase Waters, 2012 Cherokee High School County Player of the Year. Cherokee County Player of the Year. Yeah, 2012. It wasn't? 20, 20, 2008. 
Oh my God, it was 2008. Brandon, Brandon Swinko. That's right. That's right. Chase was a county player 2008, his senior year. He was five foot something, a buck forty, soaking wet. And one playing. of my favorite things. I love like going to Teasley because my mom still teaches there, and seeing they have Chase's old middle school basketball picture set up, and he looks like this like super scrawny, short, but he saw you up, dude. That and that's where I learned every bit of my game right there. I mean. I was five, six, seven years old going over to his house across the road just eight hours continuously throughout the summer. He'd get out of basketball workouts and get home from work before o'clock and we'd be out there till six o'clock. He was a bully. I mean, he, he would he'd bully us. Like, summertime, we'd go over there and our cousins, Tate and Hagensmith, they'd come down. We'd get all the boys and we'd just ball for hours. And then old Ryan D would come and he'd be there for about 15, 20 minutes. He'd get pissed off again. He'd, he'd get out of there. But Not yeah. to change. Do you remember speaking of bullying? That time I punched you in the face going up for a layup and you had like a bloody pissed. nose and you still made it yeah. though. I was I will never forget that. I was like the one time Garrett really hits me in the face. He never means means to do it on that. And I got I was I remember that. I was like, damn Garrett, come on, bro. That hurt. I'm sitting here bleeding. Goodness. No, that was those were the days. But yeah, Chase, he taught us. God. One of the not really a sports related thing. One of Chase's signature moves. Come up, knock you upside the head, tell you you're healed. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Straight on, like an old V8, and you know, could have had a V8. He's straight up, he'd come right up to you no matter what you're You need midway Thanksgiving dinner, you got some pie down your throat, and he's just, ba-doom, oh, God, dude, you're healed. Now I'm choking on pie. Thank you, Chase. Like, need to go get me some milk. <laughs> like, please. Yeah, that's how he was. It was funny. Like, back in the day when he, he, he uh, our cousin Brandon and him actually have a video of this, and if we can ever get our hands on that footage, man, that would be... That would be gold. Yeah, I hope that footage stays buried. Yeah, one day he had us up on his bed, and we were, what, five and four? And yeah. straight up, the video on us telling us, go at it, hit each other, it don't matter, you ain't gonna hurt each other. I got hurt. 30 seconds into the fight, Garrett's sitting there with a uh, busted up nose, and I I didn't even realize, I just sucker punched and just got him good. Hey, there was our cousin Chase and Brandon were sitting there. Oh, God, they didn't know what to do. It was one of those situations of, like, Man, we just messed up. It sounds bad. funny on paper, but yeah. in practice, yeah, but like we got you to walk us back up to Nana's explaining how a four and a five year old were yeah. botsing with yeah. a bloody nose. Exactly, like, like wow, that's that's hilarious right there. And that wasn't our only foray into the world of fighting between the two of us. Me and uh-uh. you, we used to fight like crazy Dude. just for fun, like <laughs> backyard. I know if you watch like an old WWE DVD, they always have the "Do not try that at home" little like we were the ones warning. Always. We always tried mm-hmm. it. At home. Like I would take my cushions out of the. I remember taking my cushions out of the couch yeah. and jumping off the arm of the couch onto the like yeah. pillow and being like RVD, Rob, all <laughs> that crazy stuff. Dude, those are the days. Dude, we used to have those pool noodles. We throw one, jump off oh. the like diving board. I was always. Killing RKS. The super floss splash and the Randy Savage elbow. Yeah, I always hit him with a little peace sign. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, those backyard WWE days got intense. You, you used to love kicking people. Yeah. Kicking people. And I mean, not just kicking them in the leg. In the or, nuts. Yeah. Just like like right in the gonaners. And I'm sure you've stunted a little bit of my. Uh, child yeah I guess my uh, yeah my child production whatever it would be called but yeah you definitely decreased that by a solid 12% over time me and my lime green cowboy boots I'll never forget that man as young as we were I swear to you I'll never ever forget that because 
it seems like it was yesterday. I'll never forget seeing you sitting there. Just we were talking. Everything was cool, man. It was cool. This is before bam. school started. You're yeah. in my mom's room. Bam. Just kicked me out of nowhere. And I'm like. That's <gasps> just my sad story. <laughs> I was sitting there. And I had these brand new long green cowboy boots. Super pointy. I said. What would happen if you kick somebody in the nuts with these things? And he just straight up and so did it. I kicked him in the nuts with those yeah. things. Apparently, it hurts. No, apparently, yeah. <laughs> at five years, however old we were at the time, yeah. Five and six. Yeah, that's horrible. Like that, that's payback for the that, bloody nose. <laughs> that destroyed. Yeah, straight up, that destroyed me. But no, uh, what was I about to bring up? Backyard wrestling, though. My two like or three, I guess, biggest memories is one. That time I got you, remember I got you like the line tamer, like the walls of Jericho, and I reached it back so far. Oh my god, you almost broke my yeah. corso. Like my corso. knee was like on the back of your head, like full on, and you were just like hollering and screaming in Nana's backyard. That that time I popped your ankle with the ankle at your lock. house. That yeah, was, at my grandma's that house. That was and bad. That was the worst thing we've ever been through. That was like, like I was scared when I yeah. heard that pop. And it was like. It, it it hurt, don't get me wrong, but it was more or less like just the fact of hearing my own ankle pop like that and seeing you just step away like, oh my god, I just broke his foot. Like that That's what like, scared me the most. If you watch wrestling, like, not like the normal Kurt Angle ankle lock. Thing. It's like whenever Kurt Angle gets on the ground and locks his legs around the other dude's leg mm-hmm. and starts cinching it in, that's what I had going. And then, I don't know if this was before or after, but you, you did it even with me. Remember, uh... This one time, you wanted to play backyard football one-on-one for some reason. And it was your the idea chases, to play. The chases. Nana's backyard. Your idea to play, but for some reason, you wanted me to forfeit. And the way you made me forfeit, you got, <laughs> you got, you got butt-naked Nana's backyard, tackled me, put my face in between your bare butt cheeks, and said, Quit! Quit! Right now! You need to quit! What'd you do? I, I quit. <laughs> Dang right, son. No matter what, no we're getting amount, the job done. No amount of football is worth that. <laughs> Levi's always getting the job done. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's bad, though. I used to be, I used to be buck wild back then. You used to get then. naked at the drop of a dime. I swear. You, I used to say, hey, boy. So what's up? You want me to get naked for you real quick? <laughs> I couldn't imagine knowing what a girl would do back then. Some things never change. No. Nah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you're going to have to pay me now to get naked. But <laughs> back then, I swear, you'd, you'd snap you, a You'd be in a sleepover or something, just like the boys sitting around. you looking over Levi just over there, butt neck in the corner, just trying to pee on somebody. Yeah, what are you do doing, something. bro? Just like, I don't know why. I'm, I don't know. I'm just chilling. What, what's up with you guys? Are we not just hanging out right now? <laughs> like, uh, I'm dude, trying to be real with you. You're like trying you to are. fucking piss on me, Levi. What's wrong with you? Like, yeah, sorry. I'm my bad. But yeah, those were those were the days. I mean, I, I do regret a lot of that stuff, though. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. definitely regret a lot of that shit. But hey, you can't change it. You can only talk about it. Yeah, well, it makes for good story time, I'll tell you that. That's very true. <laughs> That's very true, man. And I, I hope we can get to like doing these more often. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love our everyday episodes and dropping on Wednesdays and stuff like that. But these story times are really just let us take a step back of the whole keeping okay. up with the Joneses and stuff. Speaking of like, the wild stuff you used to do. Not really sports related, but do you remember your prank calling phase? Man. Theodore Hoops. Theodore Hoops, born in 1947 in southern Detroit. Man, I could sell a Ford over the phone by the name of Theodore Troops if I... God, it it would have taken me probably 20 minutes to have somebody completely ring in, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, it'll be this much, this much, this much, and they were like, wait. I can't buy a car over the phone. <laughs> I'd be like, see ya. <laughs> just uh, those were the some of the best. And like, 
I love talking to people. You know, it's, I love meeting new people. I love like getting in front of people and crowds and talking. I love that stuff. So it's like out being an outgoing person and everything like that. It's just you kind of just don't care. Like whether it, people are always gonna hate you, people are always gonna like you. I mean, you can't can't pick and choose who likes you and who don't like you. You can only pick and choose what you like to do. And I've I've definitely. I would say I've slowed down on some of the crazy stuff I've done, but... I would hope you wouldn't still be prank calling people. Oh, God, no, God, no. God, no, I'm talking about getting naked and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Only if she's willing. And you're ready. You're right, man, you're right about that. But, yeah, these these will be fucking... These will be cool as hell, man, for real, because I, I really think people will truly enjoy the stories we got to talk about and stuff. Yeah. And, and people like statistics and analytics and all that, but... I mean, it is a sports podcast. Yep, just exactly. To, but just to kind of... I don't know, let y'all still get to know like us as people, yeah. not just sports fans as well. It'll be fun. So I guess to wrap it off, what was your best sports performance? And I have another puke story for us. Um I would say my best sports performance I've got a couple. So CYB basketball, obviously rec basketball. Um uh, I was I was in seventh grade and I was playing with my cousin Tate and my cousin Ryan, Ryan D and Tate Smith, obviously, playing together. And uh, Tate's dad was coach, and Ryan's dad, we've talked about him in the first podcast, uh, Chuck O, Chuck Chambers. He was our coach. And uh, it was the night before the championship game, we were playing a Sequoia team, and I had a guy named Tony Foster from Reinhardt University. I was in seventh grade, came and watched me play the CYB game. Well, I dropped 37 points that night. I had probably two hours of sleep, three hours of sleep that day, and I dropped 37 that night, and the next day came back in the championship and dropped 22, and we lost, and that guy told me, he was like, look, get your grades figured out and everything like that, and we'll start getting with it, and I was in, like, middle school talking to this guy, like, what? Like, dude, what? I'm in middle school. Like, how are you, how does this even work? Like, why are you wanting to do this? Like, he was like, I just saw you drop 50-something points in the last two days against dudes who were couple sizes bigger than you like these kids are a lot not a lot older than you but they're older than you and they're you're making them look like idiots out there and I was just like that just makes you feel good when somebody from that like point of view or that kind of place comes to you and watches you at that time it just makes you feel good but yeah probably probably that CYB game 37. What about baseball? I went three for four my senior year of high school against Creekview at Lake Point that was my best game ever three for four three singles two stolen bases and three RBIs. Dang. Yes, sir. And you did hit a home run one time. Too. Yeah, I did. I did. I I did. I uh, I was never a home run hitter though. That was my thing. I was, I love my singles, doubles, and triples. I I never had that power. But yeah, I did one time. I took With it right my over. brand new bat. Yeah, took it right over the scoreboard. Turned on a fastball. Well, turned on a fifty mile an hour fastball. And dang, took it over the scoreboard. That was awesome. But tell us about that puke story you got, because I'm ready to hear this. So one. Cherokee basketball camp. This would have been. I think it might have been my last year going there, maybe second to last, but you had already kind of stopped going at this point, so yeah. it was just me there hanging out. And in the middle of a game, you know, I get nervous and worked up, and that old Cherokee gym, no air conditioning, it gets hot in there. Well, that camp in general used to get hectic, brother. That used yeah. to be some, that, those used to be yeah. days. So we're going back and forth, Uh, not Michael, what's the other qualm? Zach. Yeah, not Zach, the oldest one. Josh? Yeah, Josh Quam's my coach, and we're running up and down. And Coach Quam used to run the camp. All his sons were coaching and stuff, and they played basketball there. So that was just, they were all around. And so I'm running up and down the court, and I can feel it coming. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just like kind of starting to drag a little bit, slowing down the last one up the court. And finally, I run up and I'm like, Coach, I'm sick. I got to go. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, man, <laughs> let loose. And so I'm like running out of there, and I'm puking as I'm running like I did in uh, <laughs> baseball. <laughs> and so I finally get there, and I run to the bathroom. I'd already thrown up. I was going to throw up. I had to go clean myself up. I went back in there, and I played the rest of the game. <laughs> but so I threw up in front of like at least 20 people. Nobody thought to clean it up. And so we go to lunch, walk past and everything. I figure, like, these people, they all saw me puke. Like, somebody do something about it. Nobody did anything about that puke. And so after lunch, Michael Kwan, Michael with the mullet, shout out to the guy. But he comes up and he's like, dude, did you do this? I'm like, yeah, everybody saw me do it. He's like, why didn't you tell anybody? I was like. Did I have to? Like, <laughs> there, was a whole, see me? there was a whole crowd. And he's like, dude, this is disgusting. If you puke, you have to make sure somebody comes and cleans it up. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I was a little preoccupied at the moment. Yeah, like, I'm over here throwing up. I'm all, like, 13 years old. Like, sorry I wasn't thinking ahead like that. But, yeah, I got in trouble for puking in Cherokee basketball camp one time. Those guys were kind of, sh- they, were, they were good guys. Don't get me wrong. I, I loved all the qualms, but. Oh, they had their moments for sure. Yeah. Had I'll never forget that. might have been the next year, but the one-on-one tournament. Do you remember that was a big thing in basketball camp? Yeah. Those were the biggest things in basketball camp, really. Five-on-five and, so, five and one-on-one. I made it past the first round. Second round, I was playing Finn. If you remember that. Finn was the, Yeah. And not going to lie, yeah, Finn would have beat me. But we were standing up, and Finn wasn't going to be there. So I got to go past him on forfeit. And... Coach Quam, he calls the camp. He's like, the next game is going to be Garrett Mayo versus Finn. And me and Finn stand up, and Finn's like, hey, I got to go. I'm not going to be able to play. And he's like, all right, but who would win if y'all did play? And me and Finn, like, we're, we were friends. Like, we're not going to, like, throw each other under the bus yeah, like, like that. And so we're just like, oh, I don't know. It'd be a close game, like, whatever. And Coach Quam goes, all right, coaches, who would win? Oh, Finn. Yeah. Josh Cole. Yeah, Finn, Finn, Finn. Finn, Finn. 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 I was like, yeah. all right, screw you guys. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. I won't see you next year. <laughs> yeah. Have a good one. The Thank goodness I'm going to eighth grade. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. This guy, I don't know this. That's a funny story. Funny story right there because if you think about it, all those times we were at camp and stuff like that, like, they saw us as Chase's little cousin, yet we were nowhere near his ability or anything like that. Yeah, yeah we were a lot younger and stuff, but, I don't know, we just, we could have, I could have done a lot better with what I had in front of me. I just decided not to, yeah. like an I, idiot. I had a Skinner skill set with, like, a 5'4 body at the time, so, yeah, it didn't work yet. I was one of those kids that, when I was growing up, uh, my dad was a center, so he taught me how to play the position. Mm-hmm. And when I first started playing, I was one of the taller kids on the team, but everybody else just completely missed me. Yeah. So I ended up being like a point guard mm-hmm. high who couldn't dribble, but it had a mean sky hook. Did dude, you had the most classic game of all time, the most classic. But I guess that's gonna wrap yeah. up this story that's time. Story uh, time for this month. We'll see y'all next time.